What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 43rd episode of Season 2. Today, this is going to be the first solo episode in a while. This is this is honestly just kind of weird because I've been so used to having a guest and one of those silly intros that you guys hear me do all the time, but today it is just me. And we're going to look into getting some guests for some start set episodes, maybe some waiver episodes, stuff like that. But for week one, For the beginning of the season, you guys have me today, but don't worry, don't worry. I know we don't have a great guest, but you still have me, and believe me, I have done my research to bring you guys some fresh and rotten, otherwise known as Start Sit. Obviously, it's the Fresh Fantasy Podcast, so instead of Start Sit, we'll be doing fresh and rotten. Obviously, the fresh plays are like your green, the guys that you want to start. Rotten is like the red, nasty stop signs that you guys do not want to start. Before we get into that, how about football's back, man? Watching the Cowboys Bucks game last night was was pretty amazing. Again, obviously, um, I am a Patriots fan, but again, I'm always going to root for Tom Brady, and I think that people are starting to appreciate a little bit more what he's doing at, especially at this age and with a new team and everything like that. But that was a pretty phenomenal game. But honestly, for a second, screw Tom Brady. I mean, let's let's give a round of applause to Dak Prescott. I mean, that that man played his butt off last night, and especially after the horrific injury that he went through to come all the way back. Um, it was pretty amazing. And again, to, to have a week one start off like that, I can't remember a season opener better than that, where it really came down to the last minute and a half where Dallas hits a go-ahead field goal. And then, I mean, Tampa drives down the field to win it. You don't get football games better than that, regardless of who you were, who you were rooting for. Um, but again, I won't talk too much about that game, but the biggest takeaways I have for you guys real quick is, I mean, again, people have been saying it. I've been saying it all season. It looks like Antonio Brown is going to be a big value this year. I think that there are certain guys that you shouldn't be you know, completely, um, what's the the correct word for it would probably be like taking a victory lap already on some guys. But I think Antonio Brown's one of those guys that we've been saying all off season. Reporters have been saying, I mean, he clearly looked good, led the Bucks in receiving yards. Obviously, Chris Godwin led the team with 14 targets, which is pretty ridiculous when no one else had more than seven or eight. I think Gronk had eight, Antonio Brown had seven. Um, the only pedestrian game we really saw was Mike Evans and um, and Zeke. But the Zeke thing, I would be buying low on Zeke right now in all your leagues if you can, because I think that Again, they showed the metric on the Tampa Bay-Dallas screen last night, if you guys didn't see it. Basically, over the last two seasons, Tampa Bay has been like number one in every single run defense metric. And again, there just really wasn't a way to run the ball, especially when the Bucs had their starting safety out. They lost their slot corner early in the game, and it was smart of Dallas to attack the pass. That's why they were in the game when Tampa Bay-Dallas, the Bucs were favored by nine points, and it was a close game because they abandoned the run and because they attacked the weakness in the Bucs defense. Um, I wouldn't be worrying about Zeke, but nonetheless – it was a great game, but you guys are here for the start and sit, so let's get right into it. And let's start with the fresh QBs of the week. My number one most fresh QB start of the week is Ryan Tannehill. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Arizona Cardinals starting two corners are out. Um, one of them, Darquez Denard, is on IR. Malcolm Butler retired. And their starting corner is going to be Robert, Robert Alford, who has not played a snap since 2019, 2018, I think. Um, again, they're super depleted. First game for Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, sorry, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Um, both guys should be fully healthy. I think this is going to be a big game for those two, obviously. But Ryan Tannehill could light this week on absolute fire. 
um, against the Arizona Cardinals. They have the second highest over under the week for the total team, which is 52 points, um, which means there's a lot of points expected to be this game. So Ryan Tannehill and Kyler Murray are must-starts this week, but Ryan Tannehill is my start of the week. Um, my number two QB that should be starting this week is Jalen Hurts playing the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons give up the single most points um, in the entire NFL last year to QBs, and their defense did not get much better. Um, so I expect more of the same, especially with Jalen Hurts' rushing upside and the fact that for tight ends that Atlanta gave the fourth most points um, to tight ends last year, which is huge. And the fact that they have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, that bodes well for Jalen Hurts. Um, all signs are pointing to Jalen Hurts this week to be great. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top three quarterback on the week. Um, my number three fresh quarterback of the week is Kirk Cousins. Um, if you look at Wes Huber from Fantasy Points, he did a shell series, which is basically charting how well quarterbacks and wide receivers do against certain coverages. And Kirk Cousins is actually – the best QB in the entire NFL against cover one, um, which is pretty ridiculous. And Kirk Cousins combined that with him being the best QB in the NFL against cover one. Um, and with the, and the Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator running a top five rate of cover one last year, um, that's going to be a big game for Kirk Cousins. Again, we'll get into some of the more of the, the Vikings players later, but Kirk Cousins is definitely a must start this week. Another must start this week is Trevor Lawrence. Um, Trevor Lawrence is the guy, that, again, for the streaming QB people, Trevor Lawrence can have a big game. He's playing the Houston Texans, for those of you who don't know. And, again, it's going to be the start of his career, but I think it's going to be a very, very big game. Um, this team for the Texans is just going to be absolutely tanking. I think that the Trevor Lawrence um, and his guys are going to put up a ton of points on the Texans today. I think it's going to be a pretty good showing by them. Um, so, again, I'd be playing Trevor Lawrence in all formats. The last QB that we're starting for the week, fresh QB, for the streaming guys, again, is Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, they're playing the Detroit Lions, who gave up the second most points to quarterbacks last year and the most second most points to running backs. Again, this defense is not very good. It's not getting any better. Jimmy Garoppolo, for now, while he is starting at least, um, has phenomenal weapons in Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Those guys that they call them the Yak Bros, yards after the catch bros. I think they're going to put up a ton of points. Um, I think that the, the San Francisco 49ers are going to absolutely dominate week one. I think this is going to be a very big game from Jimmy G. Um, especially with the offensive output that they're probably going to produce this week. But on to our rotten quarterbacks, which are our sit quarterbacks that I'd be very wary of playing this week. Um, no other than Justin Herbert to start. And again, I know you start your studs, whatever. If you want to start your studs, that's fine with Justin Herbert. But I think people are forgetting how good this Washington team is, especially with that defensive line. And they were sixth in the NFL in holding quarterbacks to points. So if I say a number that's one, two, three, four, five, six, those are the best teams in the NFL in giving up points to put the position. And if I say something like 31 or 32, that means they were the second worst or the worst in the league. And Washington was sixth against quarterbacks last year in giving up points, which is pretty ridiculous. Justin Herbert is a quarterback that I'll be fading this week, especially with at the time of this recording, Austin Eckler has not practiced this week, which is bad for their pass catching and stuff. Washington is a very good defense. Mike Williams dealing with a little bit of a hip flexor injury. He's supposed to be fine. But again, this is a team that held quarterbacks to the sixth least points last year. Again, if you have another matchup like a Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, or even a Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe I'd consider starting them over Justin Herbert. But Justin Herbert's definitely someone I'd be wary of this week. My number two quarterback to be wary of this week is Jameis Winston. I know the Packers gave up a lot of points in the playoffs and stuff like that, and you may not think they're the best defense in the world, but they were third best in the NFL in holding quarterbacks to low fantasy points. Um, again, that speaks for itself. Jameis Winston obviously does not have Michael Thomas back yet. Um, I'm a big fan of Marquez Calloway, um, but again, with them being the third best team in stopping quarterbacks last week, no Michael Thomas. That is not a recipe for success. I would not be starting Winston. Another guy I wouldn't be starting is Matthew Stafford. 
The Bears were seventh in the NFL against quarterbacks last year, which is ridiculously good. It's Matthew Stafford's first game for the Rams, which is also, you know, not very good, um, especially when, again, it's his first game for the Rams. He didn't play in the preseason. Chicago's seventh best against stopping QBs. I'd definitely be wary of starting Matthew Stafford this week. Another guy I'd be wary of starting, speaking of their kind of first game in a way, so to speak, is Joe Burrow for, against the Vikings. Obviously, he's coming off his ACL. Could Joe Burrow absolutely smash in this game? Of course, he could. But do I really want to bet on a guy that just tore his ACL and is playing his first game with Jamar Chase, who's had the dropsies, um, who I expect to rebound? And again, I, I know that the Bengals are favored to lose. Sorry, not favored. They're underdog by three points, which can be more throwing for Joe Burrow. But again, first game coming off ACL. Minnesota was 12th best in the NFL against quarterbacks last year. Um, just not, not a start that I really want to go for Joe Burrow. But later in the season, I'll definitely be looking to start him. And my number five, rotten play of the week. Probably not many of you starting him for the deeper leagues, Andy Dalton. Um, this one's pretty simple. Playing the Rams, who were the best against quarterbacks last week. I mean, sorry, last year. Um, and I expect that to continue this year. I would not be starting Andy Dalton in any format. On to our running backs, the fresh running backs of the week. The start of the week at the running back position is Raheem Mostert. Running backs for the San Francisco 49ers averaged over 35 touches a game in wins last year, which is ridiculous on its own. And the fact that they're projected to win by seven and a half points right now, which means they're probably going to win. And then you combine that with the fact that the Lions gave up the second most points to running backs last year. Again, Raheem Mostert in DFS, regular fantasy. He has to be in your lineup this year. He's going to be huge. Speaking of huge, how about James Robinson playing the Houston Texans, who gave up the most points to running backs last year? I know that James Robinson, a little bit of a questionable workload with Carlos Hyde. But regardless, this is a team that's going to put up a lot of points. I think the Texans are going to – sorry – the Jaguars are going to win this game, which means positive game scripts, which means a lot of runs for James Robinson and potentially a couple touchdowns. Robinson is definitely a must-start for me this week. Another guy that's a must-start is Chase Edmonds. He's playing the Tennessee Titans, who gave up the sixth most points last year um, to running backs, which is pretty ridiculous. And again, Chase Edmonds, second highest point total of the week. Like I mentioned with Ryan Tannehill earlier, there's going to be a lot of points. And the fact that, again, like I said, the Titans, I think, are going to score a lot of points in this game. The Titans are favored right now, which could mean a lot of catch-up for the you know, for the Cardinals, which could mean a lot of passes for Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is a must-start this week. My number four fresh running back of the week is Tyson Williams against the Raiders. Obviously, you guys probably heard at this point that Gus Edwards is out for the season with an ACL. Justice Hill is out for the season with an Achilles injury. J.K. Dobbins is out for the season with an ACL. The Ravens did sign Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and Devontae Freeman. I think Murray's definitely the biggest one I'd worry about for Williams. But again, Murray just signed last night, which was Thursday night, and they're playing the game on Monday. Um, again, would I expect Bell or Freeman or Murray to be active? Probably. But what people don't know about Tyson Williams, the fact that he was on their practice squad all last year, he made big plays in preseason so far. And again, he's been with the team. He knows the system. And they're playing the Raiders, who gave up the fourth most points last year to running backs. Again, I'm all in on Gus Edwards right now. My fifth running back, this one's a little bit of a sleeper, a guy that I'm not very high on in fantasy this year, but a guy that I think could do a lot better um, this week than he will most weeks. That's Kareem Hunt um, playing for the Browns against the Chiefs this week. The Chiefs gave up the 11th most points to running backs last year, which favors them. But one of the things that I saw, interestingly, someone put this out on Twitter the other day, is that Kareem Hunt averages five more fantasy points per game in losses than wins. Um, this Chiefs team, you guys know what the Chiefs are at this point, I would hope, especially if you're listening to this podcast. I expect them to be down in a lot of a lot in this game, um, which means Kareem Hunt will be on the field a lot more. He does a lot more well in losses for the Browns than wins. And this could be a game where he has a lot of negative game script, um, which means a lot of passes potentially for Kareem Hunt because he's going to be on the field for a lot more passing downs than Nick Chubb. 
Um, but on to our running backs to fade this week. The first one that is a fade for me is David Montgomery. Again, playing the Los Angeles Rams. It's not going to be a good game for Andy Dalton. And David Montgomery's playing the Rams, who gave up the fifth least points last year to running backs, which is not good at all. Um, I know, again, if you want to start your studs, start your studs. But I think this is going to be a very bad game for David Montgomery, especially when the Rams might end up absolutely killing them. Um, which is not good for positive game scripts for David Montgomery. It would just be buyer beware. Again, if you want to start your studs, go ahead. If you have another option, though, I definitely might lean them. I mean, again, David Montgomery will probably put up 7, 8, 9, 10 points um, just off of volume. But again, if you want to win your week and you need some upside, David Montgomery is not a guy I want to go. I'm um, staying with the same game. Daryl Henderson is another guy to be sitting this week, my number two sit of the week. Obviously, he's playing the Bears, who were 10th um, against running backs last year for fantasy. And again, Sony Michelle. Um, but the advanced metrics was a lot better than Daryl Henderson last year. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that Daryl Henderson can't produce. But this is still going to be a tough game, I think, for Daryl Henderson playing against a tough run defense. And, again, Daryl Henderson just not a guy that I'm going to want to play much of this week. Another backfield that I don't want to play much of this week is the Bills running back. Singletary, Moss, doesn't matter. They're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were sixth against running backs last year. Again, not a running back matchup that I want to be starting. Um, my fourth Set of the week for running back is Josh Jacobs playing as the Ravens. They were 13th against the run last year. And obviously, like, sure, like, are the Ravens going to be hugely favored this game with all their three running backs going down? No. But again, the Ravens are still a good defense. They're still a good team. Uh, Josh Jacobs popped up on the injury report the other day, which is a little bit concerning for a Monday night game. But I think he should be okay um, from what I've heard. But again, Josh Jacobs in his career has just two touchdowns and losses, two touchdowns in two seasons and losses. And please, if you're listening to this podcast, try telling me that the Raven, the Raiders have won a lot of games the last two years. No, they haven't. They've lost a lot of games. Josh Jacobs has two career touchdowns and losses, which is not very good. Um, I'd be staying away from Josh Jacobs this week, especially when they're probably going to get killed, especially if you look at the Ravens week one uh, matchups the last few years, they've just absolutely dominated their week one matchups, and I expect more of the same this year. My final rotten play of the week is actually Miles Sanders. I know, Atlanta. I just hyped up Jalen Hurts and how this is going to be such a great matchup for Hurts. It is, but it's not that great for Miles Sanders. The Falcons were actually fourth in the NFL last year against running backs, which is actually pretty ridiculous. doesn't mean that I'm saying fade Miles Sanders, fade Miles Sanders, you can't play him. I'm just saying buyer beware. I'm not saying just a little bit of a rotten play for me this week. Again, whether with David Montgomery or Sanders, just more buyer beware and just saying, again, if you have another great option, like someone like a Tyson Williams, I'd probably play them right now over Miles Sanders at least. Maybe not David Montgomery, but at least over Sanders, um, especially in a very tough matchup. But again, that is it for running backs. For wide receivers, we have a lot of great starts this week. A lot of really, really, really great starts this week. And no better way to start that than with Julio Jones. Like I said, their number one corner is going to be Robert Alford, who probably most of you have never heard of unless you're a diehard football fan. Has not played in the NFL the last two years. And the last time he played, he was just absolutely brutal. And then you combine that with the fact that Julio Jones is one of the best wide receivers of our generation. Big things for Julio Jones this week. He is a must start. Another guy that is a must start is Brandon Ayuk playing against the Detroit Lions. Again, we talk, keep talking about these Lions, how bad they were. They gave up the fourth most points to wide receivers last year. Brandon Ayuk is the clear number one wide receiver, at least. I know George Kittle is going to get a lot of volume. But again, Brandon Ayuk, really good play this week, especially playing against the Lions, who have given up the fourth most points um, to wide receivers last year. Again, I expect more of the same this year. Another guy, going back to the Kirk Cousins and how well he is against cover one, because of that, Adam Thielen is one of the best guys against cover one. And now I'm Adam Thielen. I'm growing a little bit more fonder of now that Irv Smith is out. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals were middle of the pack last year, but their starting quarterback, sorry, Trey Waynes is going to be out this week. 
um, which is not very good. They're starting safety. And again, like I said, Kirk Cousins is one of the best QBs against cover one. Cincinnati runs a top five rate of cover one defense, um, which usually means very good things for Adam Thielen. The only teams I have Adam Thielen in, I'm definitely starting him this week. Please just trust me. Another guy that will be starting a lot this week is LaVisca Chenault playing against the Houston Texans. Again, this goes right with the stack with Trevor Lawrence. Houston Texans gave up the seventh most points to wide receivers so far last season. Um, and I expect more of the same this week with LaVisca Chenault. They seem to like to get him short and over the middle. He's played really well the last few preseason games. I know Marvin Jones supposed to is going to play. DJ Shark is supposed to be ready for week one. But again, I think LaVisca Chenault, especially in the slot against this Texans team for the short underneath passes, I expect LaVisca to go to work this week. And the final fresh wide receiver of the week is Jacoby Myers playing the Miami Dolphins. I know, I know, I know. That's a little sketchy. You're saying, okay, well, the Dolphins have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, who are two of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Exactly. That's the point. Those guys don't travel into the slot. And where does Jacoby Myers play for New England? The slot. Miami also gave up the ninth most points to wide receivers last year, which is pretty insane considering the cornerbacks they had. I know partly it's because of injuries, but like I said, Jacoby Myers is going to be lining up against a man named Nick Needham, who is one of the worst slot cornerbacks in the entire league. Miami gave up the ninth most points to wide receivers last year. Mac Jones is going to be starting, more accurate quarterback, could be a lot of targets for Myers. Again, Myers has been the best wide receiver in training camp by all reports, so I think Myers is going to be a very sneaky good play this week. And on to our rotten wide receivers. I know we talked about starting our studs, people, and I know this is the last time you will hear me say this for the rest of the podcast. I promise, okay? But Allen Robinson is a very, very, very scary play this week. Obviously, he's going up against Jalen Ramsey, who is going to shadow him most likely, which is not good. But even so, the Rams were number one in the entire NFL against wide receivers last year. That is not good for Allen Robinson. If you want to throw him out there, go ahead. But if you have someone like a LaVisca, Jacoby Myers, Elijah Moore, Adam Thielen, Brandon Ayuk, one of those guys, I'd actually very highly consider starting them over Allen Robinson. I just don't think he has a ton of upside this week. Again, if you're like, screw you, Alex, I'm starting my studs, go ahead. You're not going to hear me complain, but I'm just saying, buyer beware this week for Allen Robinson. Another guy I'd be sitting is Odell Beckham. Um, he's been limited all week, and there's definitely a chance that he won't play. But even if he does play, this is his first game coming off the ACL. I'm a believer in Beckham this year, but not this game when they're playing the Chiefs, who were fifth best against wide receivers last year in the entire NFL. Obviously, that is not very good for Beckham. And the fact that he's playing his first game since coming off an ACL tear, um, that is very scary. Again, I'd rather Odell Beckham prove it to me first before I start him. Another guy that I'm a little wary of this week is Chase Claypool against the Bills. I know, Alex, why, why not Deontay Johnson? Well, the Bills have a funnel sort of passing defense that favors the short intermediate passes, which that they let that up for receivers. And the fact that Deontay Johnson um, was one of the most targeted players in the entire NFL last year. Again, the deep targets this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if they put Tredavious White on Chase Claypool to completely shut down the deep passing attack and force the Steelers to just dink and dunk their way to not winning the game. So again, Chase Claypool, especially with the deep targets, Big Ben's questionable arm against the defense that gave the sixth least points to wide receivers last year, I'd definitely be hesitant on starting Chase Claypool this week. Another guy that I absolutely love this year, but I will not be starting this week, is Jerry Judy playing the New York Giants. Um, he's going to be shouted by James Bradbury, who's one of the most underrated quarterbacks and cornerbacks in the entire NFL. The Giants gave up the eighth least points to wide receivers last season. Um, pretty ridiculous. Jerry Judy is definitely a guy that I will be a little bit wary of um, this week. Again, Jerry Judy going forward with Teddy Bridgewater, someone I'm a huge believer in. But this week, I am a little bit sketchy of him, especially when the Giants were good against cornerbacks. James Bradbury is likely to shadow him. 
Again, Jerry Judy, someone just a little bit scared of this week. And the last rotten wide receiver of the week is Brian Edwards. Talked about it earlier. I know Marcus Peters tore his ACL um, for the Ravens last week, but they still have some of the best corners in the NFL. And Brian Edwards is supposed to go, go up against Marlon Humphrey, who I think is one of the best cornerbacks in the entire NFL. And beyond that, the Baltimore Ravens were third best against wide receivers last year. Brian Edwards has not produced yet, but he's someone that's a sleeper that a lot of people like. But this week is not the week for Brian Edwards. I'd definitely be staying away from him. And on to our final position, the tight ends. I referenced it earlier with Jalen Hurts, but Dallas Goddard is a great play this week. Um, obviously someone that I'm a little bit more scared of um, with Zach Ertz there. But again, they're playing the Atlanta Falcons, who gave the fourth most points to tight ends last year. Um, which is huge. And I think the Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz are both going to be viable plays in this game, but I definitely leans out Dallas Goddard, at least for this week when you have him. Again, like I said, the Falcons gave the fourth most points to tight ends last year. Um, I think that's going to be a big week for Dallas Goddard. Another guy that's going to be a huge week for, Kyle Pitts. Not a guy that I have any shares of in fantasy redraft this year because I think he's going overvalued, but they're playing the Eagles this week who were one of the worst teams in the entire NFL against tight ends last year. They give the eighth most points to tight ends. Kyle Pitts' first week, again, I'd be firing him up in all formats. Um, Kyle Pitts is definitely a guy I'm going to want to start. Another guy that I'm going to be starting a lot of this week is Logan Thomas. Again, you guys have probably heard me if you listen to the podcast talk about Logan Thomas. He was number one in the entire NFL in tight end snap share, routes run, he was seventh highest in target share in the red zone. He was third in targets. Absolutely ridiculous. And then the fact that, again, a lot of people were worried about Logan Thomas this year getting those same targets because of Curtis Samuel being there and Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't stop, stop or sorry, doesn't target the tight ends enough. But again, I'm not worried about that. Curtis Samuel was just placed on short-term IR, which means he's going to miss at least the first three games. And again, Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, those are going to be the two big guys in the passing game. Um, I'm definitely going to be very in on Logan Thomas this week. I think he's going to put up some very big numbers. Another guy to sneaky start this week is Austin Hooper against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, the Chiefs gave up the seventh, sorry, eighth most points to wider, sorry, to tight ends last week. Um, excuse me about that. And again, Austin Hooper, I think, is going to be a sneaky, sneaky start, especially like I said. The Browns rely a lot on their wide receivers like Odo Beckham and Jarvis Landry, but the Chiefs were the fifth best team against tight ends, I mean, sorry, wide receivers last year. And they were the eighth worst against tight ends, which can mean a very big game for Austin Hooper. They still signed him to one of the biggest contracts in tight end history. Again, I'm not saying that Austin Hooper's a guy I'll be targeting every week, but in a matchup like this, I cannot pass up on it. And last but not least, the final start of the week at tight end, if you're looking for a deep streamer um, and you are very worried, Tyler Croft. He actually put up good numbers. He plays for the Jets. For those of you who don't know where Tyler Croft plays, he's playing against the Panthers, who gave the 10th most points to tight end so far last season. Uh, Tyler Croft is a sneaky play for the Jets this week. Again, he had a good rap rapport um, with Zach Wilson. He has no other competition for targets in that tight end room. And again, if you don't have anyone else to play at tight end, I'd definitely be willing to start Tyler Croft this week. I know it's not a sexy play, but it could absolutely get the job done. And all you guys are looking for as fantasy managers is who's going to get the job done. You're not worried about the sexy play. And finally, the last five players of the day, the rotten tight ends, the number one rotten tight end this week for me is Gerald Everett. I like Gerald Everett. I think he could be very good, um, especially for the Bucky, Sorry, for the Seahawks this year. Now he's with them. But he's playing the Colts, who were third best against all tight ends last year. Gerald Everett is basically a streaming option or a underrated upside guy this is just not the week for him playing the third best team against tight ends last year in the Colts um, I'd be fading Gerald Everett another guy I'd be fading Johnny Smith the Dolphins again going back to it were seventh best against tight ends last year I think this is going to be a very tough week for Johnny Smith again another guy that I really believe in but again this Dolphins team is very tough against tight ends so I'd be fading Johnny Smith this week another guy I'd be fading is Anthony Ferkser 
I'm playing the Arizona Cardinals. I know the Arizona Cardinals two years ago gave up, I mean, 200-yard games to Tyler Higby, and they're one of the worst tight end defenses in the entire NFL, but they've gotten a lot better. Cardinals were fifth best in the entire NFL um, last year against tight ends, which does not bode well for Anthony Ferkser. I definitely be leaning Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry show all day. Um, those guys are going to eat, and I just do not anticipate Anthony Ferkser eating with them at least this week. Another guy I'd be fading is Noah Fant. Um, Noah Fant, obviously, he's playing the Giants. Um, who gave up the 11th least points to tight end so far last season. Noah fans struggled with an injury the last couple of weeks in camp. He's expected to play. Um, he finally practiced this week. But again, the Giants are a tougher defense than people think. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, um, which means not likely a touchdown for Noah Fant. Again, Noah Fant, a guy that I believe in. But with Cortland Sutton coming back, Jerry Judy getting even better, KJ Hamler has some upside. Tyler, sorry, Tim Patrick played really well. Again, just be the target competition alone. I'm a little bit wary of Noah Fant this year. And again, coming off this injury where he hasn't played much the last couple weeks, um, I'd be a little wary of starting Noah Fant this week. I would definitely be a little bit off him. And the final guy, all right, I lied. I'm sorry, people listening to the podcast. My buyer beware for the week. Another guy that I love in fantasy, but I'd be a little bit scared of this week is TJ Hawkinson. Again, I know TJ Hawkinson can get all the volume in the world for the Lions. I'd be starting him this week, but the reason he makes my rotten list is it doesn't mean rotten does not mean you can't start them. I think it's more just buyer beware. Do you have another tight end that has a really good matchup, like a Logan Thomas or someone like that that you can play this week? I'd play him over TJ Hawkinson. And TJ Hawkinson is playing the 49ers, who were number one in the entire NFL against tight ends last year. Um, again, TJ Hawkinson, a guy that I fully believe in for the volume, and you have to start your studs. But I'm just saying buyer beware. Be a little worried about TJ Hawkinson this week. So that is it with that. That is the first week of Fresh Rotten Start Sit, whatever you want to call it. I appreciate you all for tuning in. And like I said, thank you so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast today. And I hope you all and have a great rest of your day. Thank you.